If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. everyone and welcome to Dice Little Roll, the queerest Pathfinder podcast on the planet where we ask hard questions like, can a ghost and a zombie come from the same body? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, like a zombie doesn't have a soul. And that's what yeah. ghosts are. Yeah, exactly. So you you could like imagine. You, imagine I have a follow up. I like, have a follow up question, actually. Uh huh. Could they be in a relationship or would that be like family? Okay. So what you've just done, Dave, is you've broached a topic of self-cest. <laughs> My name is Dave, is- and I liked Homestuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm now- well aware of self-shipping. Okay, well, now... Okay, okay, I suppose... Okay, this is a, like a narcissist type thing, right? Because, like, imagine you're a necromancer, Okay. And you are extremely desperate to have a uh, a partner, right? And you look pretty good in the mirror. And so you uh, you do a ritual, and a uh, little, little bit of this, little bit of that, suddenly you're a ghost. And uh, whoopsie-daisy, that shell that you have behind, uh, you now have a... Actually, here's a problem. I don't know that zombies are exceptionally good partners. How would you know that? Well, apparently, and, and, and this is a zombie. I did. But oh, that's not is the that point. true? Yeah, it, it is true, but it's not the point here. Okay. <laughs> In the Book of the Dead, it specifies that zombies are very literal-minded. Like, if you tell them a command, they will follow it to the letter. Like to the extent of uh, go to the door and tell me if anyone arrives, and then they go to the door, they come back because they arrived at the door. <laughs> so I, I don't think that level of foolishness makes for a good partner. Dave, you have a partner on that level. Uh, what, do you, what do you have to say to, about this conversation? <laughs> Are you describing yourself as a zombie? I'm very stupid. Mm. <laughs> yeah? Would Good we job. like to play some Pathfinder? 
Okay. So, previously in Fists of the Ruby Phoenix, the Radiant Winds made it. After months of preparation, they finally stood before the roaring crowds of the Ruby Phoenix Tournament. After a grand opening ceremony performed by Tagada Emmy, the MC for the Ruby Phoenix Tournament this year, um, the Radiant Winds were plunged into their first battle against Speakers to the Wind, a team of academics from the far-off Magambia Academy in the Mwangi Expanse. It was a close fight, but ultimately, the Radiant Winds were able to prevail with only Sanku being knocked out once. Following this, another team went to battle. The Steps of the Sun and their Biting Roses. After a high-octane fight between both parties, eventually, Steps of the Sun, led by Liang Shen, prevailed over the Biting Roses. All is not lost for the Speakers of the Wind and the Biting Roses, for they'll have another chance to come back and claim victory for themselves as they enter the loser's bracket in this double elimination format. Will they be able to return, or will the Radiant Winds prevail nonetheless? All will be revealed as the Ruby Phoenix Tournament continues! Are you guys ready to find out? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So... The sun sets on the city of Goka, and in the distance, the trumming of music of festivals lingers in the air. The three of you catch your breath far away from all these celebrations after you've already done more than your own fair share of it yourselves. Fists, food, and fireworks have defined your evening. After all, the Ruby Phoenix Tournament is more than just a fighting game. It's a cultural celebration of Goka, and far away, you can see the twinkle of paper lanterns in the many shapes of dragons, spirits, and more. Even if you had wanted to escape the celebrations, you wouldn't have been able to, because immediately after the match, Kasohida treated you to a fine feast indeed, congratulating you on your first win and earning a lot of new fans. It's surreal to be at the center of this celebration, and yet here you all are, champions to be. How are y'all doing after um, your first day at the tournament? I think Senku's doing doing okay. I think I think he's glad that they won. How is he feeling after? Because um, it was like a pretty close match, right? Like Senku got knocked out. Yes, I think he's hoping that if he ignores it, no one will mention it. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say if it'd be successful or not. Fair enough. Uh, Masami, how are you doing? I think Masami's doing pretty okay. Um, they made it a point to not speak to Hitomi or her fucking associate <laughs> after the fight, even if yeah. they, even if she tried to get their attention, they just stopped. <laughs> they didn't want to. Do not interact. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, Chuji, how are you doing? Chuji's doing good. Chuji's doing great. Chuji's. G- gassed up. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um. I mean, you did. You did amazing. Trail all of that. Great. Chuji was the. Chuji was the fucking shit. Uh, is your ego fully pumped up now after all that? Oh, absolutely. It's massive. You can see it from a mile away. Uh, one thing, Chuji, that uh, you noticed is um, that your mom was present, but she didn't like. She was there, she cheered for you probably, and she was like, you know, watching, but she never like came up afterwards to talk to you and congratulate you. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, like, you saw Hiroshi was there, and, like, obviously he wasn't able to stay for long because he's keeping his, uh, cover, but he congratulated Masami, he was there. Yeah. Um, Sanku's parents also weren't there, um, but you have a feeling that's because Sanku was very insistent on, uh, let's leave, let's go to the next place, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, that's just something to keep on your mind. <clears throat> okay, so... The three of you are all standing now uh, in front of your villa in the Ruby Village. And uh, as you're all kind of coming home uh, and looking around, you can see a lot of the other teams. Um, you can see the Arms of Balance are uh, kind of excitedly chatting away with uh, Winter's Roar. Um, you can see uh, Speakers of the Wind aren't like particularly upset about their loss. Um, some of them even look a little drunk coming home. Um, much to the annoyance of uh, Steps of the Sun, who are being dragged into a conversation with them. <laughs> but uh, overall, the like the mood is really good. Um, you even see the Lightkeeper smiling. Even they had fun, it looked like. Um, and that's where I'm going to let the Radiant Winds uh, set the scene. What are they up to uh, after their first day of the Ruby Phoenix tournament? Well, I'm beat from being the best champion alive, so... You want to you wanna go back? Yeah. You want to get something to eat first, or did we already eat? Uh, we did eat with Hida. Oh, all right then. Uh, then, uh, I forgot about that, sorry. Uh, so, uh, Senku's like, uh, we could go back then for the night. Might as well. I mean, we could probably use our rest anyway. Yeah. Uh, Lolo's on your shoulder, and he's, um, he's still elated, by the way, after, um, being able to, uh, re-seize his old power and go big Lolo earlier. Um, oh my. Uh, he kind of nods on your shoulder and he says, um, I personally think that we all deserve a good rest after an amazing first day. Who knows what tomorrow will hold? Um, Masami, as you are kind of talking, uh, out of the corner of your eye, you catch a look at someone uh, at the edge of the Ruby Village, which most people are not, people are not supposed to come down this way, but someone has made their way down anyway. Mm-hmm. Faye is there. And uh, she's kind of leaning against a wall, cool girl flipping a coin, waiting for you to come over. She kind of throws you a nod to get your attention. Kind of like a, hey, come here. Uh, Masami stops for a second and goes, all right, um, I'll catch up with you guys in, in a bit. Okay. Uh, sure. See ya. Mm-hmm. Uh, they nod and they shove their hands in their pockets and walk over to Faye. And as you're walking there, Masami, someone rushes past you. Not like runs, they're, uh, they're speed walking past you. Uh, okay. And unfortunately, you do recognize them. It's Bula, mother of the prince. Uh, oh. Masami looks at her, looks off at Senku in the distance, and looks at Faye with like, this is gonna be bad eyes. Faye grimaces and makes a hand like, you want to stay? You want to come over? Uh, I think Masami walks over and goes, well, first off, what is this about? If it's important, then it's important, but I'll probably have to, I'll probably be on a timer. I mean, all good. Uh, it's just Hiroshi wanted to talk to you. Um, you haven't really had a chance to come speak to him much during your training routine, and well, he couldn't really talk at the tournament, so... She kind of peers over your shoulder, though, and says, uh, do you, like, is, is that whole situation under control? That's, uh, Sanku's mother, isn't it? Is that gonna be okay? I just feel like I know what it's gonna be. 
But there are some things that I do need to talk to Hiroshi about, so... I can come back. I'm always going to be back later anyway, so I'll just check on him when I come back. Okay. Well, Sherlock, you know yourself. Uh, we won't take too long. Shouldn't be, hopefully. Okay. Uh, she guides you down to Beaten Path, away from the Ruby Village. Shuji, you can see that Bula is, like, power walking towards you guys. They grimace. Lolo kind of looks out at her, and she looks back to you, Chuji, and says, Hmm. Chuji, perhaps it would be wise for you to go busy yourself with something else for a few minutes. Um, sure. I'll catch you guys later, okay? Yeah, I'll see you in a minute. Um, holler if you need something. I will scream. That's a joke. I won't scream. I'll pick it up with my super great ears. I don't know. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, you say that just as she's arriving. <laughs> yeah, they want to leave as soon as possible. <laughs> um, Chuji, what are you going to do? Where are you headed during all this? Um, I think Chuji deserves to fucking relax. I think Chuji deserves a good soak in the, in the, in the, in the bath. Okay. Uh, you're going to go to the open bath, the hot spring? Okay. Sanku, Bula, mother of the prince, your mother, uh, walks up to you and immediately puts a hand on your shoulder and says, Sanku, are you all right? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. No, you're not fine. You nearly lost. You were knocked unconscious. <laughs> In front of everyone. Uh, it happens. Just, just come inside. Come. It, it uh, happens? What do you mean, it happens? It happens to everybody who adventures? And fights? Not to my prince. Not to my <laughs> Sanku. Come inside quickly. Okay. Um, he, he he shows her inside. Lolo's tail is kind of coiling a little bit on your shoulder, Sanku. Mm -hmm. He's got a face on. It's fair. He, I, I think he, he shows her inside and he's like, D Do you want tea or anything? No, Sanku, Sanku, what happened there? You're Sanku, Witch Prince of the Sea. And she kind of sits, and her hands are, like, clutching her knees. Lolo Sadigat said that you were an invincible fighter who would never fail at anything. But today, we saw you be beat within an inch of your life by those ruffians. Well, <sighs> she hit you with an axe! Yeah? And you are so casual about this? Well, it's a fighting tournament. This is a tournament, yes, but what about your training? You are seriously hurt. You could have dodged. You should have dodged. I tried. I don't want you to be hurt. No prize money is worth that. I'm fine. Yes, I want you to win this tournament, but I want you safe before anything else. Maybe this is too much. Maybe it was a mistake to let you leave the village. Maybe you should have stayed and taken care of pirates and grindylows, and that would have been enough. You, this is too much. Mom, no, it's fine. I'm not... I'm, I healed. I have, my, my staff is really good at healing and I can, I can heal people myself. I, I, I don't need to worry. You don't need to. And, uh, she kind of like leans forward. She takes your hand, Sanku, and it is not your flesh hand. It's your metal one. Ugh. She's kind uh -huh. of holding it in her hand and she looks into your eyes and she says, no, Sanku, I'm sure you think you know what's best for you. But she kind of pauses while she's holding that hand. Sanku? Uh-huh. Uh, what? Why is your arm so light? Uh... Honey, you can tell me anything. You're not going to be in trouble. Uh... 
that's because that is my arm. What? What, what? what do you mean? What What happened? What do you mean it's your arm? What happened to it? Is it cursed? What? No, it's not cursed. It's gone. Oh, we have to take you up the tournament, Sanctum. What? No, we, no, we can't do this. My, I'm not... When, what, when did this happen, Sanku? <laughs> he is uh, curled a little bit on, into himself by his shoulders. Um, a year ago. What? Sanku, that is not acceptable. We we need to take you out. We need to take you out of here. This isn't... And then something happens. Mm-hmm. Lolo speaks and he says, Silence, you contemptible sea witch! Do you even understand the damage you're doing to your son? This immeasurable pressure you keep putting him under over and over again, making him act like he's your little pet adventurer. You forget that you are my granddaughter as much as he is my grandson, and I am very disappointed in you. To be treating him as if you own him, rather than letting him flourish and be the person he chooses to be. It's disgraceful, and you should be ashamed. Yes, Sanku has been hurt. Yes, he's been hurt many times before. But when he won't come forward and tell you how he feels, do you not think that perhaps it reflects poorly on your muttering experience? One wonders if perhaps you should take a good look in the mirror first before anything else. Now be gone, woman, from this house, and leave Sanku and myself be. Uh... I, I think that there is perhaps a moment where everything is just a little quiet. <laughs> um, Bula slowly eventually stands up and she, obviously quite rattled, she says, um, Sanku, I'm, I'm gonna go speak to your father. Uh-huh. And she leaves. I think Senku sort of uh, sits down. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lolo kind of coils up beside you, Senku, and his whiskers quiver, and he says, I'm very sorry, Senku. I think I may have lost my temper. No, no. I don't think she would have listened if I had said it. I'm not very good at, at that sort of thing. Thank you. I, um, I know I'm not that old. I know I'm just 18. Sanku, my boy, the only reason you're out here in the first place is because, well, you were never given the choice between myself and your parents. Sometimes I do regret it. I've done my best to train you and keep you safe, but you're still a boy. You've always passed my test with flying colors, but ultimately there's only so much that I can do to help you. And then to be pushed into harm's way and have yourself blamed for being hurt... Well, it doesn't sit right with me. I didn't like... I didn't like getting knocked out. I wanted to be stronger and I wanted to show them how cool I was. I didn't feel good. But the other team is my friends. So I was trying not to get too upset. Just know, Sanku, that no matter what, I'll always be there to take care of you. I love you. I love you too, Sanku. Kind of snuggles up to you, Sanku, and says... Why don't we just sit here for a bit? Whatever comes later can come later. Mm-hmm. And I'm very proud of you for going through all of this. All right? Mm-hmm. Would you like some bonbons? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the two of you have some bonbons. And you recover. Life's not easy, but you're doing your goddamn best. Mm-hmm. Masami. Yes. Um, as you're walking down that path away from the Ruby Village, uh, not like a minute later, 
um, Bula, Mother of the Prince, storms past you back into Goka, and uh, you're like, whoa, that was short. <laughs> they look over, and then they, then they look at Faye like, all right, well, at least she's gone, but... Yeah, see, guess it was nothing. Oh, uh, it's still something, but... Oh, come on, what's the worst that could happen in, what, ten minutes? You'd be surprised how much drama can be laid out. I think mm. that you should put, like, a but I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, regardless, she kind of nods and she says, um, she, well, there's the man himself, and there, sitting on a milestone, uh, halfway between Goka and Darui village, is Hiroshi Takahara, uh, kind of, like, leaning back a little bit, arms folded, and smiling at you. Uh, and he kind of gets up and opens his arms and goes in for a hug with a big smile on his face. Uh, Misami does go in for a hug and says, Hey, um, first day's done. No kid, I. It's times like this I'm proud to have a kid. That was the single best performance I saw in my life. That it was words cannot describe how I feel watching you fight. That professor guy, the, uh, the glasses, you completely shut him down. That was incredible. That was something else. That was my <laughs> Masami. And he kind of pats her back. <laughs> if I can't take that with pure strength or pure magic power, I gotta use my brain. Isn't that what you taught me? Yeah, it's exactly what I taught you. And I, I think I think he goes in for a high five, which is the lamest thing he could do, but he doesn't. <laughs> Masami doesn't leave him hanging anyway. Yeah, high five! Uh, he grins and says, I just want to check in on you. We haven't had a chance to talk for long since uh, your training started. Um, yeah, yeah, there is something that we should probably talk about, though. Yeah? What's up? Hit me. They know. Yeah? Yeah. He gives you a look, Masami, and uh, he kind of folds his arms and his face is unreadable and he says, How do you feel about that, Masami? Not great. But I couldn't really hide it anymore because two of the sponsors got assassinated right in front of us with another team. Well, almost got almost got assassinated. I, I think he looks surprised by that, genuinely. Uh, and he bites his lips and says, Right. Well, it's certainly been kept all hush since last week with your training regime. Yep. That's what happens when your sponsor is the leader of a mercenary company. Yeah, you were with Kasuhito, right? Yep. Hmm. Gold Kabuto's a pretty wealthy sponsor, I'll say that much. Good work. Anku? Anku. Hmm. So there's no more questions about it, is there? Oni's mask are involved. Yep. And in the ashes of said Anku, we found a 300-some old coin from Huango. His eyebrows furrow, and he looks confused. He says, um, that's bizarre. Got it with you? Masami takes out from their back bag and just places in Hiroshi's hand. Kind of turns it over a few times in his hand, really investigating it before holding it and says, I've never seen anything like this in my life. Hmm. Way well, I see, you've got a few options. You could wait for me to contact a few of my associates who might be able to identify what's up with this coin. Uh, frankly, I think you could go to... Uh, Mrs. Shi, Juji's mom. I reckon that'd be much faster, right? Well, I'll pick. I'll ask Juji about it and 
will get a faster answer that way, but Shuji is also a history expert considering the work they did with their mother. They're the one who told us about this. And how much did Shuji know? Know about the coin? I mean, he told us everything that I just told you, so... And no more than that? Not really. I would say it's still worth uh, investigating further. Every coin tells a story and a... Uh, a lighthouse? That's not something you see on coins every day, is it? It's an unusual motif. You'll have to look into it, okay? I'll look into it. How are you holding up? <sighs> well... I think you and Faye both know that I'm I'm not exactly one to keep myself an open book, and there are many, many covers to mine. <laughs> you can say that again. How many? How long did it take me to convince you to stop breaking my windows to escape into the night, even after I told you you were a part of the family, kid? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, first of all, you probably shouldn't have said that to a shocked child soldier i will say um secondly it did it did take maybe more than a half a year i'll admit it hey i i remember it being a year and a half kid he kind of punches your shoulder okay come on the, the days blended together <laughs> in that room are you kidding me when you do the same damn thing every day it's gonna it's gonna blend um hiroshi smiles at you masami says hey you make sure you go home and get some rest, okay? I know life is hard right now, and uh, Oni's mask is a major concern, but... Um, and how the Ruby Phoenix's magic is tied into it, even though we probably don't even know if it's her magic. We might be thinking two in the box, I'll be honest. What if it's something that's completely out of our realm? What if it's just something... I don't know. I don't even know how she got her powers. Uh, if memory serves, she died in a fire and was resurrected, I think. Do you know by what? Yeah, I mean, like, the legend says uh, that she already had that power deep inside her, and it was the resurrection that triggered it, you know, her becoming the Ruby Phoenix, but, uh... Yeah, alright, fine, I guess. There wasn't any other third party. Would've made it easy. I mean, she studied magic in other dimensions and planes, I'm pretty sure. I, I know, man. Yeah, this might be a Chuji question. <laughs> yeah. Or again, a she question, perhaps. What? Ask her completely? Okay. <laughs> no, as in she is in XIE. Oh, uh, hmm. I. Either uh, Chuji or their uh, beautiful, beautiful mother. You are not going to start with me on that, are you? He grins and says, and if I were. I will slap you into oblivion and have Faye help me. <laughs> Damn, I guess I'm not allowed to get you a mom, huh? That is just weird to think about, okay? That is my teammate <laughs> and my best friend. <laughs> uh, that's all right. He grins says, you want to go back? I don't want to keep you for too long or anything. You got uh, plenty of stuff to do these next few days. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I'll let you know if there are any updates. Um, and don't think I won't forget about that comment. I can and will tell Chuji if I have to. I'd kind of call it a power move, wouldn't I? Plus, uh, Juju's already like a child to me anyway. After all that training they did with me in jellyfish stance, uh, hey, how come you never came down and did any special training with me? Surely by now I haven't taught you everything you need okay, to Okay, mister can't do magic for crap. I was learning how to do this. As they use, <laughs> literally use one of their focus points to fucking, um, to use Force Fang. Hiroshi looks unbelievably mock offended. Like, huh, how could you, you know? Uh, 
<laughs> he kind of grins as, I mean, yeah, fair enough, I guess. But, uh, hey, it's impressive, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Was it worth the training? Hey, you can do this, okay? <sighs> I know. Make sure you go checking on Senku. Um, I saw Miss Mother of the Prince walking down the street, and she didn't look uh, super pleased. So make sure he's doing okay for me, will you? <laughs> yeah. I have to make sure the guy's okay. We'll see what happens when I get back. I might pick up some candy or maybe like a few drinks before I go, though. Um, well, Goku's that way if you want to hop. Yep. All right. Talk to you later. See you around, kid. All right. And uh, you go your separate ways. Chuji. Yeah. You are wearing a towel. I, Chuji certainly is. It's about fucking time that they get to relax a little bit. Yeah. Surely nothing will happen. Chuji, you are sitting on the rocks in the back of the Ruby Village hot spring. Uh, kind of looking out at the looming evening sky. This place is in itself deluxe, but um, the thing that I think you like the most about it is the view. Uh, the Ruby Village is on a cliff face, and from here you can see all of Goka. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. But right now, um, you're just kind of sitting there. You feel the hot water soaking into your bones, the swirling mist of the steam bath kind of like playing with your skin. And it is so relaxing. Um, I don't know if you've ever felt anything this soothing in your life. Goddamn. How is Chuji right now? Um, I think that, uh, they, they just might be sitting right now. Maybe they have, like, their feet in the water or something. But they I think they really are enjoying the view. Chuji, um... Chuji loves a good view, honestly. I, they, they enjoyed it back in the, in the Ruby Palace... Um, and they're really enjoying it here. I think I think they just find comfort in watching the sunset and turn to dusk. What the fuck? Take a hero point. Where the fuck did this come from? What? I don't know. I, I, Where the fuck I, I did need. This I don't know. Come from? Excuse I've me. I've got problems. Yeah, being gay. <laughs> well, Juji, it's funny how things rhyme. Mm-hmm. Because as you are sitting here watching this beautiful sunset, you are interrupted. Oh? He doesn't immediately notice you. But a figure enters the bathhouse, a towel wrapped lightly around his waist as he moves forward towards the spring's soothing waters. It's Liang Shen. <laughs> he is also just wearing a towel, and he is also... Absolutely fucking gorgeous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as he's kind of like walking out, um, uh, I think you notice him, and I don't think he notices you immediately. I think he's just looking out at that sky. Oh, God. Um, Chuji, uh, a little shocked to see him here. Uh, Chuji would think that Shen would, like, I don't know, lower himself to be in a, in a public bath. Um, kind of. I don't know, they smile awkwardly uh, and they kind of put a hand up uh, and they're like Hey um fancy meeting you here? Uh, I don't think Shen turns to look at you immediately, like his his brows kind of crease for a moment 
And he blinks. And he blinks again. With that long hair he's got, like, carefully draping over his shoulder. Falling forwards as he turns to look at you with contempt that one would usually give to, like, an annoying bug or something. Um, but when he sees it's you, Chuji, I think that irritation thaws a little bit. And uh, he kind of cocks his head and says, What are you doing here? Kind of folding his arms. I, what else would I do in a bathhouse? Or what are you doing here? Shen just kind of arches an eyebrow at you, Chuji. Uh, and when he responds, it's with a tone that kind of tells you that, like, he's not particularly impressed, you know? Um, and he says... I come here every evening at this time, which you should know, but... Uh, he kind of gives you a once-over. I take it you don't come here quite often. I ab- What the fuck? I absolutely bathe! <laughs> I'm literally here! I didn't imply otherwise. Alright. Well, if you want to be stuck up, stay at the other side of the bath. Shen gives you a long look, Chuji. And decides not to respond. Um, he kind of sighs and sinks quietly into the hot spring on the other side from you, uh, with a thinly veiled irritation on his face. You know, and that kind of fades away as the water soothes into him. I think that Chuji really isn't satisfied with getting no answer. Um, so, uh, something about it just I don't know, offends them deeply. So they they get up uh, and. They, they hold onto their towel as they're walking, and they, they uh, walk right up to where Shen is sitting, uh, kind of standing like over him as he's in the water, um, with like their hands on their hips, just kind of glaring down at him. Um, uh, and, and and they're like, well, that's rude. Shen looks up at you, and I think he's almost surprised. Um, it, there's like a faint trail of a blush that sells on his face as you kind of like stand in front of his view but you can see he is also profoundly unamused and he kind of rolls his head back says perhaps you're unfamiliar with the concept but there is such a thing as personal space I'm not touching you am I uh and they they're gonna they're gonna step into the bath with him um and they're like oh might as well talk to me right I'm here aren't I I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that your eyes do wander. <laughs> yeah, they absolutely do. Um, his skin is like pearl, hot, and uh, but there are lines along his torso that kind of like lead to his back into a lotus flower. Um, his, his musculature is almost carved true by these lines, um, and that lotus flower. It seems it feels unlike him, but also. It doesn't feel out of place. Chuji's staring directly at it. Like, their eyes are covered, but they make it so fucking obvious that they are staring directly at his chest. Shen is not blind. And I think he kind of crushes his arms over his chest to, to, to hide his titties. And um, he kind of, like, looks at you and says, I wonder what Lady Hao Jin would think if she knew one of her biggest fans was prone to harassing other competitors in the hot spring." But there is, like, a hint of a smile for a moment. Just a moment. As his eyes shut lightly and he enjoys the water. I mean, I think it's rather poor sportsmanship. Um, that's... I, I'm not harassing you. I'm... Ugh. I wanted to... Talk to you more. Hmm. 
Grandmaster Haojin would approve of bonding with other teams. I... Uh, and they, they kind of like cover their face a little bit and they're like, Whatever. I... Fuck you. My sportsmanship's great. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> they kind of like sink a little bit into the water. They're honestly a bit flustered. Yeah. You got a problem? I think Shen is, like, still for a moment before he just kind of shakes his head. A few moments of his silence pass, and his eyes flutter open, and he's staring at the sky, and his eyes are full moons. And that's, again, something that's always stuck out to you, that someone from a sun-teamed team would have such a lack of sun-team to them. And Shen's face falters for a moment as he looks up at the sky. And after some more silence, he finally speaks and he says, Chuji, what do you fight for? Is it important what I need to prove? I mean, what's it to you, right? What it is to me, Chuji, is that we're going to be fighting soon. On day four, when the second round of the knockout continues, steps of the sun and the radiant winds are seated to fight each other and only one of us will go forward is that readily like known information well you both fought on the same day today so oh okay so we're absolutely fighting them next time okay yeah you're absolutely fighting each other um i think it's something chuji you just haven't taught about until now but yeah it's it's the only team you can fight yeah um chuji almost looks surprised when he says that and Shen turns to you, Chuji, with this vulnerability that you have never seen on his face. And he says, I need to know why why you fight. What motivates you? I have to. I... Oh god, I think that catches them off guard. Um, they, they pause for a moment uh, before kind of looking at Shen. And they, they look a little bit lost, almost. Well, I fight to win. That's really all. Why? I don't know. Why does anyone fight? I've got something to prove, I guess. Or why do you fight? Shen kind of furrows his eyebrows again. Um, and there's a stern earnestness on his face. For my village. For my family. And his face kind of softens for a moment, and he looks away from you, Chuji, and he, he's looking back at the sky. For my sister. Ugh. They, they feel their fucking chest tighten at that. You're... Is... Is she who you're getting the celestial peach for? <laughs> that was the plan, at least. There's never been a single moment in my life where I've never had something to fight for. It made me stronger, sharper, more refined. Purpose is a power in and out of itself. So I don't... I can't understand how anyone can be so strong without it. Without knowing what they'll stand for. What they'll... What they'll lose if they fail. I think Chuji, honest to God, feels really 
fucking guilty. Um, they really have nothing to lose other than, I don't know, their ego. Um, and that's quite literally nothing compared to Shen's sister. I, I honestly think they look shameful for a second um, before they kind of cough up a little bit. And they're like, I... Shen, I'm sorry. Shen closes his eyes and he shakes his head. He, he almost seems dejected by your reaction. Um, no, don't pity me. I don't... I'm not looking to be pitied, Chuji. If anything, I feel I am not worthy of it. My problem is a selfish one, Chuji, because everything is going to be alright, and I don't know how to feel about that. What do you mean? Bao. Her name is Bao, Liang Bao. And she was the founding member of Steps of the Sun. Junxiao and Halspin, they were her friends, not mine. This way is her bird, not mine. And the Ruby Phoenix was her dream, not mine. She's the brightest person you could ever meet, both in heart and in intellect. She's kind and generous and upbeat, nothing like me. She was going to enter the Ruby Phoenix tournament to win some great artifact to pawn off and bring wealth to our village. We are nobles only in name and in title. We have no land, no wealth, no power. After years of our village being attacked by bandits, we have nothing. This was our only shot. She fell ill a year ago. Not dissimilarly to Tino's brother. Bedbound, unable to move. I've danced alongside her since we were children, so I was the only one fit to take her spot in the team. I'm not looking to win a prize that'll bring wealth to our town or something to stop the bandits forever. I just... I want my sister back. The Celestial Peach was the only reason I came here. Shen. And Shen kind of looks away and... He almost seems bitter. The way that every single muscle on him seems to tense with shame. And now it doesn't matter, because Halspin and Junxiao spoke to our sponsor. And she has mm -hmm. offered to pay for Bao's treatment. Not with the Celestial Peach, but with finer medicine than anyone in this world could ever have. She's made it clear that she cares little if we win or lose. She just wants, she wants us to do our best. And on top of that, the village, with the money from the exhibition matches alone, will be able to lift out of poverty. Oh, that's great. Is it really? Now I have nothing to fight for. I have nothing to prove. I'm, I'm just the great pretender, the moon shining where the sun should rightfully be. Nothing I do matters from here. Mm. If we win or lose, the outcome will be the same and everything's going to be all right. But now I've got nothing to fight for, and I and I don't know how I feel about that. Jackass, you're still fighting for her. Nothing's changed. 
Sure, she is helping you, but why stop and give up and feel useless just because you're getting some money from someone else just to help her? You're still fighting for her to help her. I think Shen looks at you in genuine surprise. Um, I don't think he was expecting that. And he furrows his brow and looks down at his hands and says, mm. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. Suppose me being here is the reason any of this happened in the first place, right? <laughs> Maybe I should take a page out of your book, Chuji. Fight because I want to win, nothing else. In fact, I think I will. Chuji, when we fight on in the second round, I'm going to fight with all my might, and I'm going to beat you. And I trust you'll do your best to beat me as well. I... I needed this. Thank you, Chuji. Maybe you're more than the uncouth person I thought you were. Whoa, Toko's soft on me now. And, and Chuji fucking leans on him like they put their hand on, like, <laughs> they put their hand on uh, his arm uh, and they're, they're leaning on him. Okay, Shen. D don't lean on me when you're naked. Uh, hey, that's what friends do. He's like bright blue in the face. He's like... I don't know enough about friendship to refute that. Ooh, I can teach you. Uh, I, what? <laughs> and the two of you share a nice relaxing bath together after that. <laughs> I fucking guess. Chuji is enjoying every bit of it. Oh, okay, I'm sure you fucking do. But you know, jokes aside, Chuji, you feel you've really helped Shen today. And I think that's where we're going to end this scene. Now, um, eventually you all return back to the villa. Um, how is Sanku doing when you get back? Uh, he, uh, he's laying face down on the couch right now. He's not asleep, but he's laying face down on the couch. Do you tell them what happened? Uh, before they can they can talk to him. Before uh, anything, I I want you to know that Masami has like two like shopping bags with like uh baked goods and candy and then the in the other arm it's just like three like sweet drinks for all uh, or four sweet drinks for all of them and it's just they <laughs> use the their foot to open the sliding door and they're like I'm back Masami you were gone for quite some time were you attacked nope I met up with Hiroshi and I also saw Bula. That's what this is for. And they hold up their arms. I'm awake. I have candy. I'm I have sweets, it. and I have drinks. Do you do you want blueberry, strawberry, blackberry, or uh, peach? Peach. Here you go. He he sort of sits up, and his eyes are puffy. Um, he takes the drink, and he's like, "Thank you." Asami sets down like uh. all of the drinks and the food, and they sit next to Sanku like, how are you doing? Uh, he, he leans against them. He's like, she tried to pull me out of the tournament. What, because you got knocked out? That happens to everybody. Yeah, but she... 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 She, she found out about my arm. Really? 
Mm-hmm. She was grabbing my hand to talk to me, and she noticed that it was really light compared to what an arm should be. And I, I told her. Shit. I'm sorry. She wasn't very happy. It's fine. Lola got mad at her, and then she ran off. Uh, Lolo, by the way, still has an air of, um, uh, you know when you see a storm on the horizon? Mm -hmm. This usually, uh, peaceful ocean is a little stormy right now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hold on, there's a car revving? Um, Sanku. Girl. That's me. That's me, sorry. I live in a... I live in a, in a random neighborhood, but everybody treats it like a highway. Anyways, yeah. uh, Senku sort of leans leans back a little bit, and he's like, it just sucks, and I... She asked me why I didn't dodge when, when I got attacked, and I tried to tell her that I did try to dodge, and she wasn't hearing it. Oh my god. <laughs> it's not like... Even the most, even the Ruby Phoenix, she got attacked and like died. She got assassinated. She just came back because she's cool and can do that. It made me feel like I wasn't supposed to go down. I already didn't like going down. You sort of like cradling the, the drink. Are you okay? I don't know. I just wanted them to see that I was cool. I have to go talk to my family. I mean, did you see the pushback that you did against two people? That's true. I liked when I when I knocked the guy into you. (laughs) Uh, JG, that was pretty cool. That was pretty sick as hell. I am going to, I young Sanku, I'm going to instill some wisdom from Hiroshi on you. This is not mine. This is all him. Things are just going to happen in a fight that you really like and really don't like. But what matters is that you're still back up. And it's not weighing you down. Right? Mm-hmm. So then, go on to the next one. The last fight is a learning experience, and it's... It could be a learning experience, it could be just experience. We did win. We did. That was pretty cool. It was the coolest fucking shit ever. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. (laughs) Thanks. Getting knocked out or not, you're still here. Yeah. Just meant you fought to the bitter end. Yeah, okay, okay. Bitter end means death. What's more fucking metal than that? (laughs) I didn't die, though. He would have just gotten back up anyway after the fight. (laughs) We didn't no, have. I, I would have died back there. We didn't. Have, okay, I'm sure that the fan would have done something, right? Because that thing re- helps resurrect us or something. No, I would have been permanent, and I would have died forever. Oh, oh, that's my. not true. Okay, we're. I'm, 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 I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm making a joke. A jape. That means joke, right? That does mean joke. Everyone, we've had a hard day indeed. But I want you all to know that you did amazing. Now, tomorrow it looks like we won't have any major fights to do. 
we'll just have to take part in some exhibition matches and win some treasure and impress the crowds and watch other teams fight their hardest. Are we all excited Sick. for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Watch us TBK in the exhibition match. <laughs> just fully die. What happens if you lose an exhibition match? Okay, so if you don't win one of the exhibition matches, you don't get one of the prizes. You can get there's prizes for winning exhibition um, matches. Um, you don't get knocked out or anything. Oh, no. oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah, nothing happens, but you don't get a cool prize. You know, no treasure for you. Oh, well, that won't be us. So. <laughs> uh, so do you guys want to eat some candy, drink some sweet drinks, and uh, get a good night's sleep before tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And rest up you do. And so begins day two of the tournament. I keep expecting you to say of Danger Island. Hmm. Dice will roll will return after these messages. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. We now return to Dice Will Roll. You all make your way back to the Ruby Arena. No. Uh, yes. Yes. The Ruby Arena is once again full of cheering spectators. Um, you can tell that there is just as many, if not more, people than yesterday. Um, the hype for the Ruby Phoenix tournament is at a high as the festival rages on. Ooh. The people of the world want to see more matches, and round one was exhilarating, right? So uh, round two, now the stakes are going to get even higher, you know? Um, as you're all entering, you're all set upon. Uh, you are jumped by a shrewd ratfolk man with big round glasses. Do you recognize him? This is Takikikiska from the Goka Gazette. You met him before. Yeah, at the, uh, the, uh, opera house. Hmm. So yeah, he's a, uh, a shrewd ratfolk man. G get it, get it? Shrew, shrewd. And, uh, he's got a little notebook and he says, uh, 
Um, hello, Radiant Winds, over here. Yes, I'm Taiki Gitsuka with the uh, Goka Gazette. We met before at the uh, Grand Opera House. Uh, would you mind if I asked you a few questions about the matches yesterday? Uh, uh, uh sure. What? Who? So, Yutri, you fought against uh, the Speakers of the Wind from the Megambia and the Mwangi Expanse. Uh, how would you describe your relationship with the Speakers of the Wind? They're good friends. They're cool. Okay, good Sick. friends, good friends. Okay. And uh, how did it feel to uh, fight them in front of a crowd? Uh, they're such good friends, and the eyes of Goka are on, on, on you right now. Uh, pretty good. It felt like a good chance to see how hard they can fight. We haven't see, fought them before, so it was a good opportunity to see how they work as a team. I, I see, I see. Thank you very much. Um, do you mind if I ask a, a question now about the tournament itself? Uh, how, how, how do you see your uh, prospects in the tournament itself? You won the first round, and you're now into the second round. Uh, how, how do you feel you have chances of winning the Ruby Phoenix tournament as a whole? I think we're going to win. I know we're going to win. I think we'll be fine. Okay. Oh, um, thank you very much. Uh, I'm sorry for taking so much of your time. I want to ask one more question. That's okay. Just one more question. Um, it's about the uh, teams and fights that are happening today. Uh, there are two more fights happening in round one today, and that's between um, Lightkeepers, Tino's Toughest, Winter's Roar, and Arms of Balance. Um, now, I'm sure you have a close relationship with all the other teams now, but um, I'd like to ask, if you, who do you think is going to get through into the next round of these four teams? Uh, Winter's Roar and Tino's Toughest, Arms of Balance and Lightkeepers? Who, who do you think is going to go forward? Uh, I believe in Tina's toughest. I mean, I'm not sure how comfortable I am with. Oh, uh, totally harmless speculation, uh, Master Takahara. I mean, no offense by it. It's just uh, which you, which teams do you think have sure. the strongest chances? Right. I mean, <sighs> I think everybody has a really good chance. They do. Okay, everybody has a really good chance. Okay. I would. I would probably say arms of balance. I mean, they did get seven feathers when we got our seven as well. So they're. Oh, true. They're actually pretty good. Were they the ones that we did that banana? Yeah. Uh, that weird challenge? Yeah, the, yeah, those are the ones who we did the challenge for, and then the, uh, whoever lost had to fight the enforcers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had, we competed with them on Danger Island. I see, yes, and uh, Arms of Balance. Yes, they were in uh, the, the Empress Opera House as well when uh, the, the performance of Master Razu was interrupted by the Air Elementals. That's right, yes. Um, and they fought very valiantly alongside you all as well, and you'd like to see them go true. I see, I see. Um, well, yes, they're exceptionally powerful. I saw it with myself when I was present. Um, but nonetheless, uh, Master Shi, what about you? Um, do you have any idea who you think might be able to get true to the next round, perhaps? Um, I don't know. My money's on Tino's toughest. I kind of want to see him come through. I really want to see them win. Okay, wonderful. This will be uh, published as soon as possible. Um, Please be sure to pick up the Goku Gazette. Um, I can already see the headlines now. Um, uh, Radiant Winds talk about the future of the Ruby Phoenix tournament and their own prospects. Yes, um, front page news, I'm sure. Yes, now be sure to pick it up and uh, tell your friends to read some. Uh, Thank you all so much for your time and your uh, concentration. Uh, Bye, bye. Uh, Goodbye now. See you. Bye, 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 bye. bye. And uh, he kind of scares off. I will say talking to the press will never get easier. No, it doesn't. At the very least, he doesn't seem to be rude or anything. I know some of the press has to be, like, mean. Or... I've I've seen some of those tabloids. Yeah, or incredibly pushy. Ugh. So, by now, he's cleared off, and there is no one else stopping you from entering the arena. You wanna enter and see what happens? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you all enter the arena itself. 
uh, you sit in the VIP box with uh, the other teams and you uh, make small talk with them, uh, getting ready for the big day, when eventually you hear a booming voice. And flying onto the scene, high above everyone else atop a cloud, uh, her image being projected onto those massive glass walls that surround the arena, uh, is Tagada Emmy. And uh, she points at you, uh, the crowd, and she says, Hello, people of Goka! Are you all ready for the second day of the Ruby Phoenix Tournament? Do any of you cheer? Because the crowd's cheering. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, she kind of spins around in the air and she says, uh, Today marks the start of the second half of round one of the tournament, where the remaining four teams will send forward two winners and two losers to compete in the next part of the bracket. But before we get to that, we're going to have some exhibition matches to get the crowd really roaring. These are going to be brand new, never before seen rules for fights that are going to change your world. I hope you're all ready for fights the likes of which Golarion has never seen before and will never see again. Are we all ready, everyone? And as uh, Tagata kind of like flies around the arena on that cloud, she points flamboyantly to the Ruby Phoenix and the Empress. And uh, she says... And now, everyone, I give you the beautiful, the incredible Hao Jin, the Ruby Phoenix, here to select today's matchups for fights. Hao Jin stands up, and you can tell she's having a lot of fun with all of this. She stands up, and she conjures up that crystal ball in her hand, and it begins to spin as it calls forth names that come forward in the form of scrolls and scripts. The first knockout match of the day will be including... And uh, she kind of spins that crystal ball and it gives her a name and she reads and says, Winter's Roar versus the Arms of Balance. I see. Which leads our final match of round one to be Tino's Toughest versus the Light Keepers. Oh. I swear to God. Yikes. I'm gonna get them. They work best as underdog t as the underdog, but do they really have to go that hard? <laughs> um, as yeah, you're sitting, so uh, the glass panes show different people around the arena. Uh, you can see uh, Lord Bukin Tagora uh, chuckling as he sits beside Yensing Jirai. Uh, and then it cuts to the uh, Winter's Roar, and they're cheering, they're roaring, you know. Um, cuts to uh, Tino's toughest themselves, looking, you know, excited. It, it shows everyone, you know, and it's they're ready to go. And uh, Tagata Emi, she flies around the arena on that cloud again, and uh, she continues and she says, But what's well, the main, main course without a few starters, starters right? right? Before, Before we get, we get into, into the knockout, knockout stages today, everyone, we have those exhibition matches ready for you all today. And I have here, she pulls out uh, something from her pocket, the list of exhibition matches we're going to have for you today. And uh, she starts reading through them all. Uh, you know, there's a few really interesting ones. There's a hedge maze that you have to, that people are gonna fight in. Um, there's a mountain climbing t task, but then it gets to your one, and it's very impressive. And at, and at noon, noon 30, 30 the, radiant the Radiant Winds will, will face, face off against, against the Arms of Balance in a, in a very, very special, special match, match indeed. indeed. I, I hope you're all ready for the boar and the tiger. The boar and the tiger. Interesting. 
In this match, both teams will be one fighter down as that fighter is transformed with the powerful magic of the Ruby Phoenix into either a mighty boar or a vicious tiger. The teams will then be chained together with the animal as an anchor and be fighting against one another until either the boar or the tiger is knocked. K.O. The winner will receive a mighty prize from the deepest vaults of the Ruby Phoenix. Hmm. I hope you all stay tuned before the grand exhibit itself, because the boar and the tiger promise to be one of the greatest fights you've ever seen before. With incredible magic, martial prowess, and fearsome fighting, unlike anything you've ever seen before. And uh, together, Emmy flies back and she says, And now, our first exhibition match of the day. Thunderstrike, where the steps of the sun will face against the arms of balance in a high-flying fight above several thunderclouds above the arena. So yeah, uh, how are you all doing? Um, you're going to be able to watch this fight, of course, and there's many others, but uh, you have your own fight to worry about soon. You know, you have to prep, you have to get ready. How are you all feeling? Hmm. Senku is feeling like he's got half of an idea. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, but it's a secret. <laughs> From you. I'll DM it to you guys. Okay. Uh, wait, am I being excluded <laughs> from the secret? Senku! Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Bastards! You. Okay, come up with your fight strat in private. Sen Senku goes like, I have an idea! Whisper, 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 whisper. <laughs> uh, but Senku's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't that sound like a good idea? I, yeah, I think that could work, actually. Yeah, it'd be a good move. I'm the smartest person in the whole world. <laughs> All those wizard guys have nothing on my intelligence. That's right, Sanku. You're very smart. <laughs> I bet if I went to that Magambia place, I would get the best grades ever. <laughs> So do you guys uh, go start prepping, start practicing before uh, noon 20 comes and you have to fight in the boar and the tiger? Mm-hmm. Is there a fight beforehand? Yeah, like there are other exhibition matches happening, but if I narrate all of them, it's going to be a lot, you know? Mm. You don't need to narrate them. I'm just deciding what they, I'm just thinking about what they watch, what they, would they be watching anything beforehand? And, and yeah. Yeah, you would, definitely do. Yeah. But, uh, they have breakfast and they watch matches and they cheer a whole lot. Hmm. So, you guys make your way out onto the arena eventually. Um, and you guys are back in costume now. You know, you have all your cool uh, outfit stuff. Um, Sam, you have your fox mask and the, uh, the headband. Sanku, you have your kabuto. Uh, Chuji, you have your, like, arm armor, you know. Um, hmm. And coming out onto the other side of the field are the Arms of Balance. Um, each of them is wearing, uh, rather than their normal outfits, they're wearing the kind of outfits that uh, we would associate with uh, Silambam, which is an Indian martial art, uh, with like kind of flowy pants, a belt, and a um, white top, and a, you know, a sash around their foreheads. Um, each of them is color-coded to match their own element. So uh, Raunak wears a bright red sash, um, Bumat wears an orange one, uh, Sunita wears a uh, light blue one, and uh, Bavana wears a yellow one. So these are all uh, very, very flashy outfits, you know? 
But even more flashy than uh, their outfits are their weapons. Uh, you've never seen them use weapons. They've generally been unarmed in their past fights, but they wield these ones with confidence. Uh, and the weapons are very... Um, you know when you get like like those kind of semi-translucent uh, plastic toys that are kind of glittery? It's, it's kind of like that for each of them. Uh, except they are made of pure energy. Uh, Bavana wields a uh, staff, a Silambam, which is a namesake for the real-world martial art that inspired them. Um, Bumat wears uh, Kutu Katai, which are spiked knuckle dusters. Uh, Sunita wields a uh, Surul Kuti, which is like a flexible sword. Uh, like you have a hilt and then like several long blades uh, of metal kind of like uh, swing like ribbons from it. And Raunok has a pair of Aruval, which are kind of like um, machete-like sickles. Uh, and he has one in each hand as he kind of hops back and forth. Uh, you all meet in the center of the field. And uh, before anything else, Bavana walks up to you all and bows and says, Hello again. It's been some time since the banana challenge, hasn't it? Yeah. That it has. <sighs> that it has. I can see you've all grown so much since then. Truly, I've been looking forward to a rematch. Same. Uh, Rana kind of stretches and he says, Yeah, but don't get cocky or anything. I mean, hey, we've grown a whole lot too, haven't we, guys? Kind of swirls those Aruval around in his hands. Mm, I think that's bold words for somebody who's going to lose. <laughs> uh, Sunita kind of rolls her eyes and smiles and says, Oh, don't worry. We're not going to underestimate you. We all know that you three of all people are truly worthy opponents. Boomat kind of cracks his neck and he says, Yeah, and that's why we're going to beat you today. You can try. You won't succeed. <laughs> uh, and Takata Emmy flies above and she says, Now, now everyone, everyone, it's, it's time, time for the boar and, and tiger, tiger to decide, to decide who, gets who gets to pick, to pick which, which form they, they take first. first. The two, the two teams, teams are going to have to play a game of Mace, Mace Shield, Shield Arrow. Arrow. You guys know that's fantasy uh, rock, paper, scissors. Mm -hmm. Mace beats shield, shield beats arrow, arrow beats mace. The winning, the winning team, team will get, get first, first choice on which beast form, form one, one of their party, party members will take. take. The, the other, other one, one will be will given, given to the, the other, other party. party. Uh, Bavana kind of steps forward and she says, um, I'll play. And how about you, Radiant Wind? I'll play. Okay, Chuji. I have in my head one of the three options. Mace beats okay. shield, shield beats arrow, arrow beats mace. Okay? I have one, and that's the one that Bavana is going to throw no matter what. You need to choose the one you're going to throw. Okay? Okay. I've already chosen. Cool. Okay. Bavana holds out her hand and says, okay. Mace, shield, arrow. And which do you go for? Shield. Shield. She has chosen arrow. Shield beats arrow. <laughs> I'm so good at this. Bavana grins and she says, Consider that your one victory for today, my friend. Ooh. You're gonna make me cry. Uh, and as um, Bavana steps back, uh, Tagada Emmy calls out and says, And the, the Radiant, Radiant Winds have won, won the game of Mace Shield Arrow, Arrow meaning, meaning that they, they get, get to choose who on their team will be polymorphed and into what battle for. So, who's gonna be polymorphed and into what? You gotta choose between tiger and boar. This should go without saying, but if you undo the polymorph, you are immediately disqualified. Oh, and of course, um, just as a heads up, 
When you are polymorphed, the only actions you can take are the actions that the battle form will give you. So you can't cast spells and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, goes back to Snake Boo and Masami, and uh, uh, they're like, "Okay, who wants to be a fucking pig? Are we picking four? <sighs> well, should we pick Tiger? Well, okay, who wants to go? Um, I don't know. Who wants to sit out as an animal?" I can't cast it all if I'm not. Um, you, you have healing spells, so it can't be you. So, mm -hmm. Masami, it's between you and me. <sighs> you play that game again. <laughs> Fuck it, let's go. Face <laughs> <laughs> shield arrow. Masami actually looks over at the at uh, the four their four opponents and go. Hmm. Well. You hit harder than I do, and a lot of my stuff is a little situational, and they have everything- they have almost everything covered. Your spells are crazy damage, though. They do, but I only have so many. That's true. This is your only fight for today. This is the exhibition match. And the thing is, Chuja, you're really hard to hit. I am really hard to hit, you're right. That is Plus, true. even if I'm in animal form, I can still f I can still fight. I'm pretty sure I still have my... I'm pretty sure I don't go full-on tiger brain. It's just that I have to fight in a different way. Basically, Tigers are pretty I scary. have to improvise, which is something I'm very good at doing. Oh, true. So you want to be a tiger? Might as well. Masami, if it means anything, I've always seen you as quite a tiger already. Thank you. I, I'm... Are they with are the tigers and foxes within the same family? Do we know that? I don't know that. Not even no. close. Not yeah, even I... close. No. Although they are both orange. <laughs> My fox is brown. Brown is just dark orange. Shuji's right. Masami, okay. don't ever put yourself down like that again. Oh my <laughs> god, okay. What in the world is happening? I mean, I guess. Either make me a tiger. <laughs> Hey. Um, after their huddle, Masami steps up and says, All right, we're choosing me and I'm a tiger. All right, Tagata Emi repeats and says, Masami, Masami Takahara, Takahara of the Radiant Winds has, has elected, elected to be transformed, transformed into, into a, tiger. a tiger. And the crowd cheers. Uh, she turns and says, And arms of balance, who will fight on your behalf as a mighty boar? Uh, the arms of balance, they look at each other and they speak briefly before turning back. And Bumat stands forward and he crosses his arms and says, I will be the boar of the arms of balance. Uh, together, Emmy nods and she turns to the crowd and says, And Bumat, the sandbender of the arms of balance, has volunteered to be their boar. Lady Haojin, whenever you're ready, use your mythic powers and transform the arena and our combatants. And let's begin the boar and the tiger! And all of you kind of stand close, right? And Lady Haojin stands up and she raises a hand. And as she does so, the entire arena begins to shift and shimmer like a reflection in water disturbed. The appearance of the uh, fighting field transforms to look like a forest clearing, with all of you standing on an island in the middle with a moat around it. 
uh, chains shoot out from each anchor of the team. Masami, chains just kind of wrap around your midsection and then uh, shoot into Chuji and Sanku. And then a monstrous change overcomes you. You bend forward, fur sprouting up your arms, teeth growing, eyes glowing orange. And where once our Kitsune Mega's friend stood, now there is a mighty tiger. Meanwhile, on the other side of the arena, you see the exact same thing happen to Bumat. Chains shoot out of him into his team, and as he hulks forward, muscles rippling and bristly fur growing from his uh, body, uh, two giant tusks erupt and his eyes bulge, and now a fearsome boar roars at you all. You have both been given an animal battle form. Uh, you're both size large right now. Um, and on top of that, you both have some unique abilities exclusive to your battle form. Okay. So, in this form, you will have 36 AC, 30 extra hit points, low light vision, and a precise sense of scent, special battle form attacks, uh, rallying display where you put on a show of bestial strength and animalistic rage and get the crowd automatically cheering for you for a round. Reposition chains, which will let you yank someone who is uh, within 10 feet of you to another space within 10 feet by pulling on the chain and yanking them across the map. Oh, fucking tactical advantage. This is Masami's bread and butter. <laughs> um, as a tiger, uh, you have a few unique abilities. Um, you have a speed of 30 feet. Mm -hmm. uh, you will have a jaw and a claw attack, which both have a plus 25 to hit and have very nice damage. And the special wrestle action. Uh, if you have someone grappled and then you attack them, you will knock them prone as you wrestle them to the ground. Oh, uh, hey, hell yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I put them at my 10 hit points. Okay, and uh, you're now ready to fight. Um, before the fight begins, how are you all doing? You're like tensed up, let's go. How are you doing? Uh, Chuji goes, holy fuck, that's a tiger. I, th I think he's excited. Yeah, uh, Sunita, Bavana, and Rana kind of cheer, and Bumat, he kind of snorts, and uh, steam comes from his nostrils as he paws at the floor. He's ready to go, you know? Uh, like I said, you are kind of on an island with a moat around it. Uh, if you're knocked into that water, it's not going to hurt you, but it's going to kind of be a pain, okay? Mm -hmm. Are you all ready to begin the fight? Yes. All right, Tagata Emmy soars upwards, and she calls out and says, All right, everyone! Three, two, one! Let the battle begin! And everyone, I want you to roll initiative against the arms of balance! All right. <laughs> Damn. Oh, my God. Oh, Stop God. it. You didn't get a nat 20. I did get a nat 20. Oh, wow. <laughs> Tiger with a nat 20. Look out. Oh, no. You're not the only wild animal with a nat 20 around <laughs> these parts, Masami. Because Boomat also got a nat 20. And I am so, so, so sorry to say, Masami, but his initiative is higher. Just a reminder before we start, you can't move more than 15 feet away from your friends, though you can spend an action to reposition them by yanking uh -huh. on those chains, okay? So Bumat is going to start by throwing his head back and squealing, and then he dashes forward, uh, head kind of bowed, and he rushes into you. You're within 15 feet, so sorry. Um, but he is rushing towards you, and he tries to gore you with his tusks. And that is going to be a plus 25 to hit, which is a... Mm -hmm. 33 to hit. Does that hit your tiger AC? That does not. 
Okay, Masami, as the boar charges you, you roar and you kind of lunge back, wrestling him backwards, stopping him from getting at you in his tusks. As Bumat snorts, he yanks on that chain and flings Raunak to be right up next to you. Raunak lands on both feet and rushes forward, and Tagada Emi says, Incredible! The fight begins with a real clash of the titans! Bumat has pulled his allies closer so that they can get at Masami. Remember, the fight ends when one of the beasts is rendered KO, so it doesn't matter if the other teammates are standing or not. The last beast standing wins! Uh, with Bumat's last action, because he did get a nat 20, he yanks the chain again, and this time he pulls forward um, Bavana, uh, making sure that she is also adjacent to him. Uh, there's a lot of people on you immediately, Masami. Okay. But Masami, it's your turn, and you're a fucking tiger. Um, then Masami is going to first action pull Chuji up to the front. Okay. And they're gonna pull them... I think against Ranak, just so it's not like a far pull. Okay, you yanked that chain and Chuji is swung forward. Then, um... Oh, fuck! <laughs> Uh, then Masami is going to go for a jaw attack against, um, Bumat. Okay, go for it. Okay, this is plus 25. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, that is... Yeah, that's a 33. Okay, Masami, that is a 33 total, which is a miss, unfortunately. You got the same as he did. Uh, you try claw him, but he headbutts your claw away, and the two of you are wrestling in the middle of this arena. Alright, then the, then instead they're just gonna go for a... They're gonna try a claw attack then. Okay, go for it. Slash him! That is a 36. A 36 is gonna be a hit. Roll damage. 27 damage. 27 damage indeed, Miss Sammy. As you claw into him, piercing his tick high, red blood spurts out and the arena cheers. This is unlike anything they've ever seen. Two primal monsters clashing against each other in this way. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, then for their last action, because I'm not wanting to get four actions, right? Mm-hmm, that's right. Rallying display. Ooh, okay. So what is this rallying display? What do you do? Uh, I think with, uh, after the claw attack, um, they kind of... I think what they do is they hold their claw that has a, the bit of blood on it, and they start roaring. Ooh, okay. Uh, Masami, the crowd is fascinated by this sign of intellect in a tiger. And then that roar, it echoes supernaturally through the arena. And it gets the crowd on their feet cheering for you, you know? Um, everyone, you feel hyped up as this crowd is roaring out the Radiant Wind's name. And you're going to have a plus one on most rolls next turn. Uh, and you can see, even from here, uh, Lady Haojin looks very impressed. Is that your turn, Masami? That's their turn. Uh, next in the order is Bavana Wadagase. Um, Bavana gives you a coy smile, and uh, she is gonna... She's gonna strike at you with her staff. Um, she lunges forward, and it is powered up by the by Elemental Storm as she swings it into you. Okay. Uh, and that is gonna be a 42 to hit. That hits. Okay. Well, that is gonna be... Uh, 33 damage, and okay. then as a free action, using improved knockdown, she sweeps at your feet, and it knocks you falling over onto your side. And Bavana kind of chuckles and says, did I not tell you we got stronger? 
and she uh, swings that staff around in a spiral, and then she's going to use her elemental rat. And then what Bavana does is she kind of like powers herself up. Electricity surges through her, and as she opens her eyes, they are alight with uh, storm clouds. And she uses her special technique, Draw of the Aurora. And lightning explodes out of her in four directions, four long lines in each cardinal direction. So that's going to hit all of you and none of her team. Uh, that's because, uh, Sanku, you are to the west of her, and Masami and Chuji, you are to the south of her. So I need you to all make me a reflex save, because what she's done now is she has charged herself uh, negatively with electricity, and then she creates four points of positive charge, and she creates four storm clouds that rush towards her, being pulled in as she inhales deeply with you along with it. Damn, bitch. Whoa. I extremely don't get hit. 43. I rolled an at 20. 32. Uh, Masami, that is going to be a success. Shuji, that is going to be a failure. And Sanku, that's a nat 20. You are completely unaffected with this critical success. Uh, but this uh, rush of storm clouds that she's calling into her, she inhales deeply. Um, Shuji, they slam into you and kind of charge you up. And you are pushed into Masami. I think you're like end your space standing on top of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Chuji, that is going to be um, 10 feet movement. 15 feet movement. Oh shit. Chuji, you're right next to her right now. Uh-oh. Uh, Masami, you're pulled five feet close to her. You're already adjacent, so you just kind of bump into her feet. Sanku, you're completely unaffected. Mm-hmm. So Chuji, you're going to take full damage. Masami, you're going to take half. That is... Uh, 20 damage. So 20 damage to you, Chuji, and 10 damage to you, Masami. And Bavana swings that uh, staff around a few more times in, like, intricate circles, and she says, Let's see what you've got, Chuji. Come on. <laughs> sure you're ready for that? Uh, it's Sunita's turn. Uh, Sunita's still at the very, very back. Uh, so she's going to spend her first action repositioning herself. She runs as far as the chain will allow her to go. So she's not adjacent to you, Masami, but that doesn't seem to bother her. Uh, because as she, like, uh, gets to her final point, uh, she smiles and says, And consider this one payback for the bold challenge. And she swings that sword and cuts through the air as a blade of ice flies towards you. Okay. And that is going to be a 35 to hit, Masami. Nope. Uh, okay, that misses. Uh, so she inhales, she exhales, she focuses, and she tries again. Another blade of ice cuts through the air, and Masami, that is a 40 to hit. Okay, yeah, that one now hits. That one hits. It's a 40. Okay, that is going to be 27 slashing and cold damage. All right. Uh, and that's her turn. And uh, Sunita grins and says, there we go. Payback. But it's only just started. <laughs> I think Misami in tiger form just looks at her with... <laughs> they just have a... They have a very challenging look in their eye. They're like, oh yeah, I'll do it again. Ooh, uh, Ravnak's turn. And Ravnak kind of surges forward and says, Everyone, focus on the tiger! Remember, that's our target here! And as he kind of lands upon you, Masami, steam erupting from his mouth, he is going to make a flurry of blows down at you. Okay. Okay, and that is a swing with a sickle. With a... That's a crit. uh, That's a 46 to hit. That is a crit, Masami. Uh, that's going to be 55 fire and slashing damage, Masami, as this sickle carves into you. And then he swings the other steam-powered sickle right into you. And that's going to be... Uh, 28 to hit. No. 
Okay, and uh, last action, Ranak is not very wise and very foolhardy. Uh, he's going to make one last attack against you. Uh, 36 damage. That wasn't foolish, because that's exactly what he needed. Yeah, Masami, you are being preyed upon while you're down. That is going to be another 35 damage from Rauna. This is looking bad. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Masami, you are being ganged up on, like, really bad. Uh, they're fast, faster than your team was able to react to. But you're still standing, and that's the important part. Uh, Sanku, Witch Prince of the Sea, it is your turn. The boar is looking perfectly healthy, but the tiger is not. What do you do? I think we should replace the missing person on our team. Um, Senku is like, okay, oh gosh. Um, and he's going to cast dragon form on Lolo. Okay, Sanku, you tap your staff into the ground, and as you do so, there is an explosion of storm clouds, and a wind batters against the arms of bounds, who all kind of shield their faces, go, Ugh! and as they look up through the wind and through the storm clouds, they see arising Lolo Sadagat. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Lolo emerges, and he is this massive sea dragon with a coiling tail dense blue scales and long whiskers and he is immediately within range of the boar because of his extensive reach and he rumbles out and says foolish challengers you dare oppose the radiant winds <laughs> and i like to give uh like form battle form things uh action on their first turn so uh, i'll give you one action what does he do uh yeah could i have him attack wait yeah, could I have him attack the, the Arbor friend? Okay, absolutely. Which way would be the most damage? That's the way I want him to attack. He's, he can just slam his claw down into this guy, right? He's mighty paws. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 36? That is his AC, literally just. Nice. How much damage? 2d12 piercing and 1d10 bludgeoning as he slams that claw down like a tidal wave. All right. 39 damage. Wow, okay, yeah. Gumat takes that damage as Lolo slams his claw down as it is now the boar, the tiger, and the dragon. And the Sanku. I'm not done with my turn. Oh, yeah? Wait, how many actions is dragon for? What? It's two, I think. It's just a spell. Um... Oh my god, wait, you're right, okay, yeah. Uh, cool, you have one action left, what do you do? I'm gonna cast Life Boost on Masami. Okay, and Masami, you feel life energy course through your veins, empowering you and keeping you in the fight, even as things look grim. You start getting ready to stand up and fight harder than ever. So at the end of every one of your turns, Masami, you are going to restore 16 HP. Thank god. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sanku, is that your turn? Yeah, that's my turn. Chuji, it's your turn. You are currently standing atop Masami. You were drawn in by Bavana's uh, Draw the Aurora. Mm. Bavana is to the north of you. Bumat is to the west of you. Masami is to the below of you. And Lolo <laughs> is to the above of you. What do you do? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, Chuji goes for Bumat, obviously. Okay, um, go for it. They don't have time to hit anyone else. Uh, so, Chuji is actually. Oh, I forgot Chuji's stance. Um, yeah. Let's see. Well, how am I feeling today? Uh, I feel like doing dragon stance. 
Okay. Uh, describe this dragon stance for me again. Uh, dragon stance uh, is leg strikes, uh, like a dragon's tail. So, <laughs> is Chuji standing on top of Masami? Yeah, you're definitely near Masami right now because you you were like pulled right over it, you know. Oh, okay. I thought you said that they were fucking standing on top of Masami. That was gonna be the sickest. No, Masami is like knocked down. Okay. Um. Uh, Chuji is uh, standing on one leg now. Uh, as they get ready to kick the fuck out of Vermont. Okay, go for it. Chuji is going to... Two action, one inch punch. Okay. Um, well, actually, technically, one inch, inch kick. One inch kick, thank you. Yeah, yeah, one yeah, inch kick. Same brain cell. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be 38. A 38 is a fucking hit. Go for it. Roll damage. Alright. It's gonna be 46 damage. Damn, yeah, Chuji, uh, you fucking slam your leg into Bumat. And it lets her squeal and it stumbles back, um, kind of skidding backwards. Uh, as it looks back up at you, uh, it starts to snort angrily, and he gets ready to charge you as he bows his head. Uh, and then I flurry a blows. Okay, go for it. Uh, 43 and 40. Both of those are hits, what the fuck? I killed. Even with your multiple attack penalty? Damn, okay. Yeah, it's minus five. Uh, it's gonna be 31 and 21, so 52 Holy damage. Holy shit, yeah, Chuji, you're wailing on Bumat. Uh, the boar snorts at you, and you snort right back as you launch yourself, slamming and spinning your legs into this motherfucker. Kick, 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 kick! And Bumat is stumbling backwards, taking a heavy beating from all of this. <laughs> Literally. Um, is that your turn, Chuji? Yeah. Okay, um, it's gonna be Bumat's turn again. Bumat lets out a squeal and he kind of stomps and looks at you, Chuji, but then he remembers what he's here for. And with those bulging eyes, he turns back and looks at Masami, drool coming out of his mouth, and he charges forward. Uh, Masami, that is gonna be a 38 to hit. That hits. Okay, Masami, he charges forward and his touch gores you for 25 piercing damage. Okay. And he surges forward, continuing to try to bore you. That is gonna be a 14! Crit fail? Okay, so what I think happens is that Bumat is charging you like super fast, and he rushes actually through your space. And he runs past you, and as he does that, he is yanking his team along behind him uh, on those chains, pulling them out of position. Also, wait, doesn't that mean that Chuji. Isn't that an attack of opportunity? <laughs> Do I get a fucking attack? Luna? Luna? Look at me. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's past Chuji's okay, face, just, man. I'm, I'm just... considering it. Damn it! That is your fault. Chuji, <laughs> what do you roll? 39. Okay, so Chuji, I think the way this happens is that the boar is rushing towards Masami, and you leap up and deliver a powerful kick into its face, and that's what sends it careening off to the side and missing Masami. Yeah, <laughs> that's 26 damage. Yep, that's 26 damage to Bumat. Starting to look a little bruised. Yeah. Now, obviously, he's, like, taking damage, but really, uh, what especially bad is that you can see that those chains have pulled uh, everyone out of position. Um, Sunita, Bavana, everyone, they're like yanked forward. They're they're like not next to Masami anymore. Uh, Buma has one action left and rather than be stupid, uh, he doesn't attack you again. He instead turns to the crowd and lets out this massive squeal that echoes 
and uh, everyone sees this wounded beast, and they, it's just so impressive that they jump up and start cheering. He has rallied the crowd. Uh, Masami, it's your turn. Masami, everything happens so much. You are wounded. You've taken a severe beating from the arms of balance, and it is a miracle that you are still standing. You still, but you are. So, uh, what do you do? Okay. Okay, Masami, as your turn starts, you gain 16 healing thanks to the life boost. Okay. How are you holding up? Not great, but there is something that they can still do. So, uh, they're gonna go in for a bite, I think. Mm -hmm. Against Bumat, of course. Okay, go for it. That's gonna be a 44. Uh, 44 is gonna be a hit. Roll damage. Okay. Uh, you are still prone, by the way. That's a heads up. Oh, man. Get up. That's... Hmm. Okay, then... Fine. Okay. Um... 27 damage. Okay, 27 damage. Masami, you maul into this boar. Fangs piercing his hide. And, uh, you're starting to bloody him up. Um, Bumat is not looking great. Not as bad as you, but not great. Okay, then they are going to get up from their prone position and uh, strafe back, uh, but not far enough to where Chuji can uh, is like pulled back with them. Okay, so you can move fifteen feet. Like right here. Yep. Okay, so Masami, you retreat, and uh, as you're doing so, uh, your chains yank on uh, Sanku and Chuji. And uh, Sanku's actually pulled flying over uh, Bumat, like over his coarse body, and kind of stumbling to his feet on the other side of Bumat. And uh, now the two of them actually form a wall between Bumat and you. Ugh. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Sanku's on his feet. He's like, oh, ah, chains hurt. Uh, okay, Masami, is that your turn? Uh, yeah. Uh, it is Bavana's turn. Bavana is actually kind of caged in. Because unfortunately, because unfortunately, um, the chain means she can't move more than 15 feet away from Bumat. She can't go to the east because that's where Lolo is. She can't go to the west because that's where Sanku and Chuji are. She can't go to the south because there's a giant fucking boar. And to the north, there's nothing. So she's kind of trapped. So I think she's going to try to roll through your space, Chuji. No. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Punch her. Uh, water, right? Yep. Uh, 38. A 38 is going to be a hit. 22 damage. Okay, you kick her and she stumbles, but she's still going to try acrobatics through your space. And that is going to be a 39. What is your reflex DC? My reflex DC is a 38. Okay, so she does manage to get through your space. Uh, you like She rushes past you, you kick her in the chest, and she stumbles, but she pushes past you all, and she's now standing on the other side of the Sanku Chuji wall. Um, unfortunately, she can't get any further than that. The chain is restraining her. So what she's going to do is she's going to make a range attack with a wind crash as she spins her staff as fast as it can and conjures up a ball of energy and launches it at Masami. That's going to be a 36 Masami as this storm cloud is launched towards you. That is my AC. Okay, that is going to be 26 electricity damage, Masami. Okay. And she's going to try again one more time. 
That is going to be a 24 to hit, Masane. That is a crit fail. Um, okay, so I think what happens is as she's spinning this staff, uh, she's overexerting herself. Electricity crackles through the Sully's body, and she kind of pulls herself up, and you can see she is sweating as she pants, and she says, Okay, we're almost there, everyone. Just a little further. Come on. <sighs> and uh, she's going to be fatigued for the rest of the fight. Next in the order is going to be Sunita. Uh, Sunita is very far away from you, Masami. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can't move very far either. She's still chained to the mat. Uh, but she's going to run as far as she can to the south, uh, the southwest. And she's going to make a wind crash as well as she slices another ice blade at you. Does a 28 hit? Nope. Uh, okay, try again. Oh, not even. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> she rolled a nat 1. Okay, so I think what's happening here is as she is rushing towards you, she's only paying attention to you, complete tunnel vision, uh, and she is swinging that arm with a sword. She accidentally, as she is running, clotheslines round up, and she knocks him to his uh, to his face, and the crowd goes, ooh! And together, Emmy says, ooh! Looks like in their haste, the arms of balance have uncovered a hidden fighter in this encounter, the chains! And uh, Sunita turns to Rana and says, I'm so sorry, Rana. And he kind of gets up and says, hey, no worries, just focus on the tiger. <laughs> and that's her turn. He is prone. And just in time, it's Raunak's turn. So he's going to have some one action getting up, and Raunak stumbles to his feet, spends another action dashing as far as his chains will let him. Uh, and with his last action, Raunak inhales deeply and conjures up a ball of scalding hot steam. And he's going to launch it at you with a steam gas. Masami, I need you to make me a reflex save. Mm, 35. A 35 is just a success. So you're going to take half of 8d6. And just for fun, if you had failed the save, this would have, one, drained you a focus point, and two, done persistent fire damage to you. Holy shit. Okay, half of 8d6, that's half of 27. That is 13 damage, Masami. How are you holding up? Ow. <laughs> that is how I'm holding up. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, Masami, as you're stumbling around, uh, Tagata Emi calls out and she says, This is amazing! amazing. The arms of Balance are dominating, dominating the match, match. And, Masami and Masami Tahara, the once mighty tiger, is on their last legs. Will the arms of Balance see it true and claim victory? Or will the Radiant Winds be able to make a last-minute comeback and seize it for themselves? Good question. Thank you. What do you think? Uh, Senku casts heal. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you don't focus the healer. <laughs> uh, Senku is casting. Uh, it's third level. It's third level. It's third level heal. Uh, two actions. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so he's doing that. Okay. Uh, one of those little bubbles from your staff, Senku, pops out. And it floats towards Masami, and when it touches them, it uh, explodes in healing energy, revitalizing them. Roll me healing, bud. Yeah, okay. Uh, That's 41 healing. Okay, Masami, that's 41 healing. How are you holding up? Less ow. (laughs) Oh, you're so close to 69 HP, it's not (sighs) fair. (laughs) Sanku, it is your turn. Uh, The rest of the team has bypassed you and Chuji, but... Like, while you're casting, there's a massive board that is, get, like, pushing past you as you're doing this. Uh, you have one action. What do you do? Lolo! Please get him. 
Who's feeling like bacon today? Oh my god. <laughs> and Lolo surges forward, fangs bared as he rushes into Boomat, who he can reach thanks to his incredible size. He is so cool. 44. Uh, 44, that's gonna be a hit. Roll damage. <laughs> uh, 29. 29 damage, okay. Lolo brings down a mighty claw down on Boomat, crushing at him. And Boomat lets a squeal of surprise, and he is looking really badly injured. The Gato Emmy above explains this. But wait, what's wait, this? What Could Lolo, Lolo be about, about to turn, to turn the, tide? the tide? There's still one more action, by the way. Oh my god, wait, yeah, you're right. He has two actions. Mm-hmm. Go for it. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Kill! Kill! Okay, I'm just gonna attack again. 40. 40's gonna be a hit, roll damage. All right, 39 damage. Oh no. As Lolo slams twice, Boomat looks like he's seriously hurt. <laughs> okay, so I think um, the arms of balance look over their shoulder as uh, Boomat squeals and roars out in pain, and he's stumbling back and forth, barely holding on. He is actually almost looking worse than you right now, Masami, thanks to Lolo. Which is a real crying shame. Because she, Chuji, it's your turn. Say your fucking <laughs> prayers, bitch. It's barbecue night. <laughs> what sense are you in? Yes, yes, dragon. Okay, down. kick the fuck out of this pig. I will kick the fuck out of this pig. How much HP does he have left? Uh, 42. I'll give you that. Damn. You think you can do it? Come on, come on. I think that, um... Actually... No, yeah, I stay in Dragon Stance. Uh... One and done. Three action, one and punch. Okay, one thing I want to say, I want to give you a quick warning and ask, are you sure you want to do it? Because, um, I did the math the other day, and essentially, one inch punch is better against uh, creatures you don't think you're gonna hit and uh, Furrier Blows is going to do better against creatures you're pretty sure you're gonna be able to hit up oh, okay. One Inch Punch does lower damage on average but Furrier Blows while it does more damage is less likely to hit. So if you want to keep ahead and go do this, absolutely but I just want you to be aware of the risk you are taking okay? Maybe if you want to change your mind well, I know that if I hit with one inch punch, it's gonna be like more than 44. You think? Damage. Okay, cool. I'm pretty sure, right? Because well, dragon sets out, right? Dragon sets is like more damage than usual, and so that's is right. One inch punch. Okay, do you want to go so, for it? I do want to go for it. I want to risk it for that biscuit so bad. And 36 damage, or uh, 36 to hit. 36 is just as fucking AC. Roll me that damage. 49 damage. She, Chuji, how do you <laughs> defeat the boar? <laughs> um, well, Chuji, uh. <laughs> Sorry, I just really like being right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta leave it in now, don't I, huh? <laughs> yeah, you have to. <laughs> um, Chuji, uh. I wanna make a food joke so bad. Um,. You're pulled pork. <laughs> I hate all of you. 
Yeah, Chuji says that Chuji like rears their leg back and um with like one like really heavy kick down. Uh they they kick like right into the midsection of uh um of of Bumat. Uh and let's <laughs> it they're like Oh no no before they before they get they're like ah, here piggy piggy Okay, and Chuji, as this hit lands, the impacting rune you have goes off, and Bumat the boar is knocked flying through the air. And as he's sent careening into the moat, the chains pull the arms of balance along with him, and with a splash, that team is KO! <laughs> Holy shit. Hey, that's great. Together, Emmy's voice echoes as she says, that's unbelievable! The Radiant Winds have snatched victory from the jaws of defeat as Masami Takahara, Shi Chuji, Senku, Witch Prince of the Sea, and Lolo Sadagat have knocked their arms of balance into the moat, rendering them KO. It's unbelievable! They are the winners of this exhibition match! And the crowd goes wild! How are you all doing as you are all slowly coming down from all of this? Senku feels awesome. He feels very cool. Jazzed as fucking always. Ow. <laughs> Senku turns to Misami and is like, Oh no, are you okay? Is Misami still in tiger form? Uh, you are for the moment. Okay, Misami is just like standing in like a tiger like power stance, but they are just <laughs> panting. They're like, Ah! Oh fuck. Uh, how- oh, Jesus, you're still a tiger. Are you okay? G oh, you can't talk, cause you're- <laughs> They nod, though. They can still understand you. Oh, that's good, okay. Bumat kinda stumbles out of water, a wet and sopping beast. <laughs> God, stop it. Are you okay, too? Uh, he kinda nods as well. Uh, he grunts and kinda, like, taps the floor, uh, with his foot, uh, in a congratulatory manner, and he shakes himself dry. Uh -huh. Bavana climbs out of the water and she is looking tired but uh, she comes up to you Chuji, and she slaps her shoulder and smiles and says there we go you didn't give up and just like that <laughs> victory is yours congratulations uh, and she like slaps the back on her back you did good too uh, usually Bavana is a kind of stoic person like kind of hard to read um, that is not the case here mm -hmm. she is grinning uh, you can see that she is very <laughs> happy she had a lot of fun here yeah. Sunita kind of comes up to you, Masami, and puts a hand on your side, and she sighs and says, Well, that's another victory for you over us, hmm? If a tiger could laugh, Masami would be laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ravanak kind of comes up to you, Sanku, and he puts a hand on your shoulder and looks up at Lolo, who's roaring at the crowd, and he looks at you and says, Could he always do that? Oh, I learned a spell. Uh, um... Eventually, Lolo, Masami, and uh, Bumat are all reverted to their original forms. And Tagada Emi, she kind of surfs down on that cloud. And she takes your hand, Masami. She takes your hand, Chuji. Uh, she gestures, uh, Senka, for you to take Chuji's hand. And uh, she raises all of your hands in the air and says, Everyone, Everyone I, give I give you the winners of the Boar and Tiger Exhibition Match! And for this victory, they have earned 2,000 gold and a set of rare talismans. Fashioned by the Ruby Phoenix herself from Legends of Her Era. And uh, she kind of puts them in your hands, Chuji. And these are four exclusive talismans. 
Tuscan oh. Fang Chains. That's nice. That's fun. So, uh, this length of silver chain has a tiger's fang on one end and the tip of a dire boar's tusk on the other. Uh, when you are grabbed by a creature, uh, you can pull on the chain and an ephemeral chain will encircle the target's head uh, and a cacophony of animal sounds will cloud its mind and confuse it. Sick as fuck, hell yeah. Uh, do you all take a seat and relax after that incredible fight? Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think Senku is currently in the process of healing Masami. Ugh, oh, thank goodness. Okay, and you return to your seats. And we jump forward a little bit to the third knockout fight of the tournament. Standing on one side of the arena, freshly healed up from their encounter with you, are the arms of balance, ready to go for another round. And on the other side is Winter's Roar. Lady Kumai Shai watches from the boot, uh, finding herself as she speaks to Lady Vangarat, uh, the two of them considering which of their teams will come out on top. Tagana Emi soars above as she narrates and says, Everyone, Everyone our, our third, third knockout match, match for, for round, round one. one. We, have we have on one, on one side, side the Arms, arms of, of Balance. balance. Students of the elements who have graduated from their school and now wish to test their might in the real world by claiming the most grand of all prizes. Bumat, the sandbender, is able to use the power of earth to shift sand. Raunak Yan, an undying Venera who uses the power of hot springs to channel steam to master the power of fire. Sunita Gupta, a sylph from the high mountains knows what the cold feels like and is able to challenge bursts of icy wind to use the power of water. And finally, their leader, Bavana Watergasse, a Suli born of both the powers of the sky and the sea with the power of electricity coursing through her veins in storm magic. And today, their opponents will be and coming across from the other side come Winter's Roar. They are all wearing very beautiful Viking armor, sharpened and polished to look incredible. And any uh, fights they may have had with those ice tricks before are put away. Because riding atop uh, one of... Because here they enter into the arena, each of them riding atop a drake. And it seems they've even become quite close. Tagata Emi uh, calls out and she continues and says, And now, hailing from the far western country of the land of the Linor Kings, comes Kel Pashar, a champion of Gozra and a channeler of thunder. And uh, Kel is gripping a trident and wearing full armor of Gozra with a horned helmet and kind of like a visor over his uh, face. Bjorn Ramel, a mage who has long studied the power of the cold. Uh, Bjorn uh, is kind of like wearing wispy white robes and a challenge and ice ball in their hand. Trough Frost Knuckles, a bugbear covered in coarse fur, able to stand uh, through the coldest of nights and beat through his enemies with his hardened frost fists. And uh, Trough kind of punches his hands together and there's like an audible crack of ice as he does so and he flexes for the crowd who cheer. And, and their, their queen, queen to be, Sigrid, Sigrid Beal, a magus with henceforth unknowable power, seeking to forge a kingdom back home 
by slaying a mythic Linorm and using an artifact from the Ruby Phoenix's vault to create a home for those who have none. Which team will overcome the other? Which team will prove victorious? There's only one way to find out. Ready? Fight! And, uh, both teams surge into action. And, uh, I want to ask, who are you guys supporting? I don't think Sanku's I mean, Sanku's definitely not not cheering for both teams, but I think he's I think he's cheering for Winner's Roar. Chudu's cheering not for them. <laughs> I think Masami's cheering for Arms of Balance just because um they I think they have more interactions with them than Winter's War. They're own they're one in recent memory peeved them off a bit. <laughs> well, the battle roars forward. Truff Frostknuckles throws himself at Bumat, and Bumat throws himself right back, and the two exchange punches. Truff's uh, fists kind of harden into ice as he's punching, and uh, as he deals a blow into Bumat's uh, forearm, sand hardens around it, blocking some of the incoming attack and crumbling into dust beneath him as it is clumped together by the ice. He uh, throws himself forward, punch, 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 and the two of them are really going at it one by one. Sunita and Bjorn trade magical blows, with Bjorn conjuring up a polar ray which surges through the arena, only for uh, Sunita to catch it with her wi uh, icy wind and throw it right back at them. Raunak uh, runs circles around Kel, who blocks and dodges with his shield as well. The two of them are uh, moving at breakneck speeds, with Kel throwing lightning bolts from his trident at uh, Raunak, who is only able to dodge by the hair of his neck. Ultimately, one by one, fighters fall until only uh, two remain, Bavana and Sigrid. Sigrid roars from where her missing arm is, a solid force arm created by Mage Hand clutches at his Vihander as she rushes towards um, Bavana atop a Frostrake. Bavana shoots lightning at the Frostrake's feet, forcing it to take flight uh, and almost tumble uh, out of the way, uh, which would have knocked Sigrid uh, flat on her face if Sigrid didn't fall on both feet and continue charging anyway. The Zweihander slashes towards Bavana and it misses by inches as Bavana ducks backwards. She kind of does a backflip, uh, lands on her hands and projects herself into the air where she breathes in deep. And as she does it, draw of the Aurora. Sigrid is so focused on looking forward that she does not see the storm cloud manifesting behind her and being dragged towards her. And as Sigrid is thrown towards uh, Bavana, Bavana punches. And that blow lands straight in Sigrid's face. And she is knocked. K.O. The crowd cheers. And uh, Tagata Emi calls out and says, Amazing! Amazing. Despite, Despite already being, being tired out from their encounter with the boar and the tiger earlier, the Arms of Balance have made a true comeback, with both teams doing their very best, but the Elemental Masters of Vudra coming out on top. They are third victor for round one, and Winter's Roar will be able to come back in the loser's bracket. Uh, you can see both teams uh, slowly getting up, and it looked like a very close fight, like down to the wire. Sigrid shakes hands with Bavana, uh, Trough throws an arm around Bumat's shoulder and laughs. Everyone is in high spirits, and it looks like both teams are ready to continue the tournament. Unfortunately, a little while later, the next match starts, 
and everyone. It's gonna be a tough one because it's Tino's toughest versus the Lightkeepers. Perhaps by pure coincidence, both teams seem to be dressed fairly similarly. Tino, Gig, Zumi, and Malako all wear orange keys, uh, similar to the one that Tino always wears. They all have white belts around their hips, white headbands around their foreheads, and sleeves rolled up to the shoulders. Tagata Emi calls out and says, And now, now everyone, everyone, I present, I present to you, you a team that's managed to enter the Ruby Phoenix tournament through pure luck, but have made sure to impress everyone across the city with their grit and determination. Tino's toughest, led by Tino Tung himself, a paladin of Aurori and a champion of justice and might. Zumi Ran, a kitsune sorcerer raised atop a volcanic shrine deep in the mountains where she learned the power of her kami patron to use fire magic. Malako, a Tengu swordsmaster who has known Tino since they were children and has had his back for decades. And Gig, the big goblin, the queen of a goblin clan from Chuye who's fighting for the memory of the goblin she lost to the terrible onis that live there. Uh, Tino's toughest look excited, honestly. Um, all of them are kind of bouncing up and down on the spot, you know, getting ready to go, ready to impress the crowds. And uh, the crowds seem to love them. The crowds are big Tino's toughest fans, you know. And then, standing across from them, in very similar robes, except rather than orange and white, these are black and purple, fashioned by the Spider of Goka's men, of course. It's the Light Keepers. And now, and now I, give I give you the Light Keepers! Led by the white-haired witch, Siutak Noir, descended from an extinct line of witches, Siutak Noir's magical power is the first in generations, and exceptionally powerful as well. Hui Ying, the daughter of a noble family, who has left behind her riches to follow a life of adventure and uses her in-depth knowledge of the human nervous system to launch PowerPoint attacks. Diki Sonan, a former monk of Irori who has left behind his people in the mountains of the Heaven's Wall to seek enlightenment through other means. And Azkanak the Exiled, a hobgoblin who has left behind his home of Kao Ling, an underground hobgoblin nation in the darklands beneath Tianxia, exiled for their use of necromancy, forbidden in that culture. We have underdogs, we have charming rogues, we have two teams willing to fight to the end to be able to, succeed, to, be able to secure the final spot in round one's knockout tournament. Are we ready, everyone? Let's give it all we've got! Tree! Two, one, ready, fight! And so the fight begins. And from the get-go, it is vicious. The lightkeepers surge forward like sharks who can smell blood. And Tino's toughest are, I wish there was a nicer way to say this, but they are very, very obviously barely able to keep up. Diku Sunam bypasses Gig the Big Goblin who tries to stop him and goes directly for Zumi. And Zumi is 
unable to fight back against such an imposing force. She shoots a few fireballs at him as he rushes towards her, which he just charges through. And with a powerful punch, he knocks her flying to the air, leaps after her, grabs her, and ground pounds her, knocking her KO within seconds. The crowd are... Uh, they're blown away by this. What an insanely fast KO. Tino's toughness are immediately rattled by this, and Gid goes following after him to swing, only to suddenly be racked with pain by Azkanak the Exile, who is using Finger of Death to shoot beams of horrid necromantic energy into the poor goblin. Uh, they almost look disgusted by Gig being this, you know, uncultured goblin only caring about brute force so one by one he shoot uh, they shoot beam after beam into gig forcing them to yell forcing her to yell in agony as she fights back Malako rushes forward trying to defend gig now only to be blocked by Hu Ying who shoots several pressure point attacks into their body uh, slowly knocking them limper and limper until eventually a kick to the throat knocks Malako K.O. Soon, only Tino stands. And by God, he does his best. He fights back against the Light Keepers. And he lasts an impressively long time. He uh, punches Hu Ying in the face, knocking her sprawling. And then uses that chance to uh, put a hand on his chest and use Leon hands on himself. Azkanak shoots more negative energy into him, which he overcomes with the might of his god. And at first you really think he's doing an amazing job, until it slowly dawns on you what's happening. They're bleeding him of his resources. He has has the upper hand because they're all evil and he's coming. They're making the fight last as long as he can until he has nothing left to fight with. And that's when Suetak Noir steps forward. She casts a few spells on him, which obviously hurt him quite a lot. But he rushes into her space, ready to brawl with her. And she brawls right back. Her hair forming into these limbs that block his attacks as she stands with her arms crossed. He throws a punch, has to dodge out of the way as Diki Sunam rolls towards him, and throws another punch. But each time, Siutak Noir just lets it come and blocks and blocks and blocks until Tino is just panting, trying to catch his breath. And then she goes in with a punch to the face with her real hand, which knocks Tino sprawling back. He lands on his back and he starts to get up again, but a boot goes to his throat and holds him down. And Sutak Noir looks up into the crowd, scanning, and her eyes land on you. And she smiles as she sends this very powerful message and kicks Tino in the head. Oh my god. (gasps) The crowd goes, ooh, at this. And obviously some don't approve, but others cheer. Because (laughs) God, we love a scumbag team who are willing to do what it takes to win. Not fair. As Tino is knocked, K.O. Tagada Emmy calls out and she says, That's That's it, everyone! everyone. The The Light Keepers keepers have used used some some interesting interesting tactics tactics to overcome overcome Tino's Tino's toughest. toughest. And have secured their spot as the last team to enter the winner's bracket in round one, where they will face off against the other winners from round one in round two, starting day four. 
But tomorrow, the first day of the loser's bracket will begin. And we'll be bringing more exhibition matches, more trills, more fists, more fervor, more fury. And the legendary Drake race above Goka. Be there or be square, everyone. And see you next time. This episode of Dice Will Roll would not have been possible without the support of our patrons. Tony Saunders, Dasha Clancy, Ari Graham, Arive, Nex, Minty Belmont, GP Dora, Lemon Jam Tart, Marshmallowberry, Farrick Falcon, Ares, Alexander Criswell, May Cohen, Skyly, Lurst Hellion, Kendra West, Genuinely Tricked, Transgirl Trish, Platonic, Bal Punyon, Johnny Catman, Matthew Wilson Krasnovich, Tillon Shark, Glitch HD, Jace Snooks, Zenith Drums, Torbjorn, Sophia Varlera, G Barbera, Luke, Gideon, Sarah B, Seth, Rivona Darklow, Kira, Litchelope, Gizmo, Matthew, Cass, Fable McLeod, Ava, Chris Lutman, Remti Bright, Lonesome Chunk, Steph, Sean C, Natasha Lumley, Rhiannon C, Ellie, Jenna Mitchell, Kane Kendrick, Triceratops, Grey Kitsune, and Maria, Jordan, Cynical Spinstress, Roxy, Emily Moderna, John the Book Order, SS66 Seeker, and Dame Valerie Turd. Special thanks to the patrons who submitted characters for this episode. Rernak Yan by Roxy, Sunita Gupta by Dolore, and Bumat by Till and Shark. If you'd like to see what you can get for helping us keep it rolling, check out patreon.com slash roll today! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.